This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Hello, 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 my dear friends. You're listening to Chloe Dilly Seeking Talents on Plains FM. We are excited to have you here with us today. If you missed any past episodes, catch up on plainsfm.org.nz or Apple Podcast. We are here on air every Monday at 3.30pm and every Saturday at 9am. We have another exciting show today. If you want to share your talents, just call Plains FM and book your spot. Let's meet today's guest and hear about their talents. Today my guest is the book writer Catherine Chunji. She is a New Zealand novelist, short story writer and university, university lecturer. Today Catherine is with us to present her new book, Jiffy's Greatest Hits. Our conversation is via the phone. Welcome to my show, Chloe Dolly Seeking Talents, Catherine. Who inspires you to write the books? Well, I think um, the people around me inspire me to write. The people I meet and the things that I hear people saying and the the things that I see them doing. And it might be um, something really, really small, like something that I'll hear someone say at the supermarket or um, just while I'm, I don't know, at the mall, I'll see... Um, a kid with their parent and see them doing something and think, oh, that's really interesting. I'd like to put that in a book. Um, So that's one way that I feel inspired, but also not just feeling inspired by the people around me, but also by um, our pets, like I said, by our cats and just just seeing the crazy and funny things that they get up to um, gives me lots of ideas. What would you tell someone who wants to become a book writer like you? I would say to them, jump in and give it a go. Get your ideas down on the page because um, once you've got a whole lot of ideas down on the page, then you can start really playing with them and seeing which one might work the best and seeing which one you might want to try um, turning into a whole book. Um, one thing that I find really useful is keeping a notebook of all my ideas. Um, and that can be like it with, with paper and pen, or it can be on the screen. But just making sure that you've always got somewhere nearby to scribble down your ideas when they come to you, because often we'll have a really good idea and we'll think to ourselves, okay, I'll, I'll write that down later. I'll make a note of it later when I'm back home. And then when you're back home, you can't remember it. It's gone out of your head. So I think that is um, a really useful thing to do is to make sure that you're always um, keeping notes. And the other thing that I would say is if you want to be a writer, you do need um, to work on your writing by yourself, first of all. But after you've got what's called a draft, so, you know, You've, you've got the story down and, and you think it's looking pretty okay, um, I think it's really important to show it to someone else, someone that you trust who can read it for you 
and and tell you, um, you know, this bit's working really well. I was really excited by this idea, but I didn't quite understand what you were trying to say here. So maybe you could make that bit um, clearer. So I think getting someone else to read your writing can really help you um, to make it even better. How long did it take you to finish this book and become a physical book that we can hold in our hands? Well, it takes quite a long time um, to publish a book because all sorts of um, people are involved. So first of all, the writer, um, me, and I suppose I might work on a book like Jiffy um, for a few weeks, just... um, just getting the, like I said, the first version down, the first draft down. Um, And after that, it gets sent off to the publisher and they work with you. They come back to you and and say those things like, you know, we we, we weren't quite sure about this bit. This this bit was a bit unclear. Do you want to do some more work here? Do you want to change this a bit? So you work with them for a while and that can go on for another few months. And then the illustrator um, does who work on the pictures for the book. Um, so that takes quite a long time as well. And and you'll see um, rough ideas for the pictures and, and then you can give them some feedback and say, I really like this. Can we do this differently? So, um, and then it has to be printed, of course. So all of that probably takes about 18 months from the very start to when... It's actually a physical printed book. Homegrown story makers, see you later. Gotta hit the road, gotta hit the road. It's all changing on the pages. I could read this for ages. I could get into this. Time flies by when you're reading a book. Take a look and you'll know what I mean. Comics or magazines Take a look and you'll see what I mean I'll be reading my way Cause it's World Book Day Listen to what I say I'll be reading my way Cause it's World Book Day Listen to what I say The inside of the cover Let's discover what's inside What's inside? I've been reading round the clock My favourite story I can't stop I could get into this Time flies by when you're reading a book Take a look and you know what I mean Poems, comics or magazines Take a look and you'll see what I mean I'll be reading my way Cause it's World Book Day Listen to what I say I'll be reading my way Cause it's World Book Day Listen to what I say I just read this book I finished it done Call me. 
comics or magazines Take a look and you'll see what I mean I'll be reading my way Cause it's World Book Day Listen to what I say I'll be reading my way Cause it's World Book Day Listen to what I say I'll be reading my way Cause it's World Book Day Listen to what I say Catherine, now I am going to ask you a few questions that I always ask my guests in my show. What is the grossest thing that you can think of? Well, this is such a great question and the thing that popped into my head straight away, I didn't even have to think very hard about it, is white bait. You know those little, little tiny fish that people eat whole. <laughs> they're, um, they're very expensive to buy in New Zealand, those teeny, teeny, tiny little fish called white bait. Um, but I do not know how people can eat them. They're slimy and disgusting. And I have tried them once in my life when I would have been probably about 10, maybe nine or 10. And we were down in Christchurch visiting my uncle Joe, who, um, always like to um, play a few tricks and get up to a bit of mischief. And he was a fisherman. He loved going fishing and he caught a whole lot of white bait and they were making white bait fritters, which is one way that people really love to eat white bait is to fry them up with a bit of batter and to eat them as fritters. And Uncle Joe said to me, I will give you $5 if you eat a white bait fritter. And $5 in those days was a lot of money. So I said, okay, give me a fork. And I took one bite and I could not even finish one bite. And I can still taste it and I can still feel that sliminess in my mouth. So that is, without question, the grossest thing that I can think of. What is the closest thing to magic? I think that dreaming is the closest thing to magic. It's amazing. We have these kind of movies that play in our heads every night. And how crazy is that? How amazing is that? Um, and I think that's magical too, because it's where we can get some great ideas for writing. Um, and like I said before, with writing down the ideas that you might have as soon as they um, pop into your head, I think um, you can try keeping a dream diary and as soon as you wake up from a dream, you need to write it down so that you won't forget it. And when you look at those, um, those notes, you might uh, find something that will work really well for your writing and I think that's pretty magical to me is, is getting ideas from those movies that play every night in our heads. If you could travel in time, would you go to the past or in the future and why? This is a hard one. And, um, yeah, I mean, I would love to do both. But I think if I really had to choose, I would go to the past because we all will get to see the future if we stick around for long enough. But there's no way that we'll get to see the past unless we can travel in time. So, 
Yeah, I would love to go back um, to when my parents were growing up and to see what their childhood was like. Because we don't have um, very many photos um, of people from my parents' generation. It's not like it is today when we have digital cameras and we have phones and uh, we just have hundreds and hundreds of photos. So we only have a very few in our family album from when my parents were kids and I would love to travel back and see just what that was like. Um, and I've also written uh, a few novels for adults that are set in the past. I've written a couple that were set in Germany in World War II in the 1940s and I um, wrote a novel that was set in Florida in America in the 1890s. And it's one thing to um, do a whole lot of research for those stories and to try and imagine your way into those times in history. But I would absolutely love to be able to travel back and see it with my own eyes for myself. Catherine, what does it mean to publish a book? Um, it's such a great feeling um, for me. It's, it's the most um, rewarding thing that I do in my life um, because you get to create something from absolutely nothing. You get to create something from inside your head and that's, um, that's pretty, pretty incredible. Um, it's something that I always wanted to do. I always wrote um, when I was little. I was quite sick when I was a kid and I was home from school a lot and kind of left to amuse myself because um, we didn't have the internet in those days and we only had like two TV channels. So the, the way that I amused myself um, when I was home from school sick was that I would write. And I just feel like I'm, I'm so lucky to be able to do that um, as part of my, my job now and um, to be paid for it and, and to have people out there who are reading my books and enjoying my books, um, it's the best feeling in the world. Do you have a favourite character from other books? I do. If I had to choose just one, I would probably choose Pippi Longstocking. Um, I loved reading the Pippi Longstocking books when I was growing up. Um, I think Pippi is amazing because she's the strongest girl in the world and she can lift her horse with one hand and she lives by herself and um, she's really independent and she gets to go on all these adventures um, and she has a really different way of looking at the world. So I loved reading those books and um, I'm having a, a lot of fun looking at those books again with our daughter Alice and, and um, seeing her start to enjoy Pippi Longstocking too. Would you rather be able to speak 10 languages or be able to understand all animals? I would love to be able to understand animals. I can speak um, German and French reasonably well and I can speak a little bit of Māori. Um, and I think that languages are things that you can learn um, and they're fantastic tools to have and they're, you know, being able to speak more than one language is such a gift because you don't just learn the language, you learn about other people 
and and the way that they live. Um, so that is an amazing thing to be able to do. But you can learn languages. Um, you can't, I think, ever really train yourself to be able to understand animals. So I would definitely choose that one. And then I would be able to be able to tell exactly what Jiffy is saying. I would love that. What did you like the most when you were a child? I loved making things. Um, So often I would make books. I would staple together bits of paper um, that I could that I could write in. But I also used to love getting out in the garage and um, cutting up bits of wood and nailing things together, making boxes that I could decorate and. Oh, making making puppets that I could decorate, you know, stick wool on for the hair and draw on eyes and a face and things. Um, I loved sticking shells um, to bits of wood, making pictures from shells, um, making pictures from pressed flowers. I, I really loved um, creating things. My sister was more into um, things like making dolls' clothes and cooking um, but I wasn't so keen on those things. I wasn't so good at those things. I liked um, creating stuff with bits and pieces. What do you miss from your childhood? Well, I guess this follows on from the question you just asked me about what I liked um, the most when I was a kid. And and the thing that I missed the most from my childhood or the person I missed the most is my dad He's not around anymore and I was a real dad's girl and he would always be there when I went out to the garage to, you know, saw up bits of wood and to bang and nails. He would always be out there and be helping me and, um, you know, telling me how you bang a nail in straight or how you screw in a screw straight and fixing up the things that I did wrong and, and you know, cheering me up when I, I felt like I was making a mess of things. Um, yeah, so I really miss my dad. If you could go back in time, what would you say to yourself as a 10-year-old girl? I would say that being shy doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. I was very shy when I was a kid. I think I still am quite a shy person. Um, but I would say to 10-year-old me, that there's nothing wrong with that and being shy is actually a superpower because shy people are quiet thinkers and while everyone else might be talking and shouting and jabbering away around them, a shy person might just sit there quietly thinking and thinking quite deeply about things and I think often those people go on to be artistic people and creative people and often they will become writers so I think um, the fact that I was quite shy and quiet was one of the things that um, helped me to become a writer Would you rather be a character in your own stories or in a superhero movie? Hmm. I would say in my own Stories because I kind of already feel like I am. You know, this interesting thing happens when you're writing a book about a particular character. You feel like you're almost becoming that character. And I think, 
you have to feel that as a writer um, so that you can write about that character in a really believable way. Um, but the latest adult book that I've published is a book called The Axeman's Carnival, and it's about a magpie called Tama. So the whole story is told through the voice of a bird, this magpie. And that was something that I'd never tried before, um, but I absolutely loved it. I absolutely loved um, kind of imagining myself into the feathery skin of this bird and telling the whole story, seeing that whole world um, through his eyes. I, I, it was so much fun. I loved it. What is your favourite book that you've written? My favourite book? Um, you know, my favourite book is always the next one, <laughs> the one that I have the idea for. Because once um, I've finished writing a book and once it's out there in the world, I feel like um, I can send it on its way and it can go do its thing and it can it can go look after itself out there in the big wide world um, and it can find its readers and it can hopefully entertain those readers and talk to those readers. Um, so the, favorite, the most favourite book is always the one that I haven't written yet. It's always the one that's calling to me saying, hey, we need your attention over here. Come and, come and make us real. If you had a magic power, which one would you choose to have? I always wanted to be able to fly. And that would still be my choice. And I think, you know, <laughs> that's probably why I ended up writing my novel about Tama the magpie, about this creature who can fly. Um, because I always wanted to be able to fly myself. And so, yeah, the closest that I have been able to get is writing about that experience in that book, about what it feels like to actually be flying. So that's what I'd choose as my magic power.
Well, you can find um, Jiffy's Greatest Hits in most bookshops that's out and about um, in lots of different places. And if you can't find it, you can always ask your local bookshop to order it for you. Thank you very much for coming to my show, Catherine. You have amazing talents and I wish you, you, I wish you and your family all the very best in your future. Thanks, Chloe, and thank you. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to Chloe Louis Seeking Talents. If you enjoyed today's show, make sure to catch up on any episodes you've missed on Plains FM or Apple Podcast. You can find us here at Plains FM 96.9 every Monday at 3.30pm and every Saturday at 9am. Why don't you share your talents with us too? Just call the radio office at www.plainsfm.org.nz. I can't wait to hear about everyone's amazing talents. Everyone have an amazing week. Till next time, bye!